Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. Wear a mask, because I have the flu. I'll wear a mask, you know. I'll do my part, Ray. And honestly, Ray, we have the perfect setup because um, we don't need to mask up in the Storm Cellar currently, because we're both vaccinated for one. Um, yeah. And the, and the like 1,800 miles should prevent you from getting my flu, sir. Uh, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly. And you know, we've had uh, our our issues going through our house as well. Uh it's it's passed, uh which is nice, much like the snow that used to be on the ground, it is it is gone. So, knock on wood, we can keep it away for a little while longer. Yeah, mask up and and my goodness, just the, that can really wear a guy down. Uh, kudos to you for for bringing it here. You just had a, a a nice holiday that was, you know, affected by the illness and you're yeah. still uh, ready to go the here in the got, storm cellar. The kiddo was a little sick, my wife got sick. Luckily it was after we hit Universal for a couple of days. Yeah, so it was during the relaxation beach portion of the trip, and then of course I started to get sick when we got home. But oh man, I built in you know three days of at home time before I have to go back to work tomorrow. Although working for a university, I only worked Monday and Tuesday this week. Ah, oh. I'm, I'm awfully close to just telling my boss that I'm not coming in. I'm I'm definitely considering it, or or at least just saying I'm going to come in, and if something urgent happens, I'm jumping on it. But if nothing is like a high priority thing, I'm not touching it till next week. Oh man, I don't blame you. You know the illness when you're feeling sick, and especially especially guys, it can it can decimate us. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're on your your deathbed and stuff, and and uh, you know our wives will always tease us for those things, right? The man cold is next to the black plague. In <laughs> see, I'm easy though. I I don't know how you are. So like when I feel like this, leave me alone. I'm gonna sleep twenty hours a day if I can get away with it, and drink ginger ale or something like that. And and I don't want anything. Like I I don't need to be pampered. I don't need. To, I if if I can just be left alone to sleep, I am in great shape. I'm kind of the same way, but I, I uh, you know, there's a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> I'll say that. It's like, oh, I, I think I'm going to die. Oh, I mean, it's 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 that sort of thing that kind of makes Carolyn crazy. But, you know, that it is what it is. It will uh, will suffer through. But thankfully, we've got something to talk about and uh, help us help us get our minds off the illness that we're facing and, and look at the illness that the hurricanes have it's, kind of been facing. This is feels a one, isn't it? it is. Yes. Like, like they, they went five and three since we last recorded, right? We had mentor on last, last episode, two weeks ago. Yep. And they went five and three, but two of those three losses really stick out. I mean, the Florida loss oh. was just abysmal. Yep. And the Flyers lost the other night was just awful. Right? Uh, I think abysmal is the right word yeah. for that one too. You know, like it was Oh, we're tied for second in the Metro with Washington, 3 points back of the Rangers, but we've played two more games than those teams too. 
which yeah. is unusual for the Canes. Normally, we're the ones who have games in hand, and we don't this time. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. There's, we'll get to it shortly because, you know, something's going on. Something's not quite clicking. You see a win like last night, and you start to think, mm-hmm. okay, maybe they're putting the pieces together, right? Like yeah. the Lightning game, 5 2. And then, oh, I'm sorry, uh, the Lightning game was 4 0. Excuse me, the, it was the, the Panthers game that was 5 2, that ugly game. Eesh. But then they come out and, like they did against Philly and just play awful. And the lack of consistency is, is concerning. I think my biggest thing is, and we'll get into this more in a bit, but two years ago, we could be down by two with five minutes to play. And I was texting you like, we got five minutes, dude. It's only two goals. Like, they can win. Yeah. And I no longer feel that way most nights. It's like, oh, if we're down by two goals and there's, you know, five or ten minutes to go, it's like, well, you know, who's the next yeah. one? Right? Yeah, it, it's, it's a strange. They had. It's a strange situation of what we're, what we're going through now. And I, I think it's, I mean, this is the risk that always comes with success and continued steady success because you know in the past in the dark days when we were in this situation and so forth and we had games like the ones against philly and the one you know uh, uh, against uh, florida the panthers which was just an abomination like oh my gosh it was just atrocious um it was it was more expected it was more like the the way we looked at it was different now that we've had all of this great success the bar is set higher and when yeah. the bar is set higher and you don't reach it with the consistency that the hurricanes have for so long fans start getting antsy myself included yeah and i want I want that fixed. You know, you nip, nip those in the bud. You know yeah, what I mean? We've said before, this might be the best Hurricanes team on paper all time. Yeah. And so we're looking for the best results of all time. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe that's not fair to the players, but, you know. We Do got you know the luck? Tied for second in the Metro with Washington, who's not good. You know, the, the good news is the goal differential is positive for us. And at the end of the season, if you want to look at a stat and say, where are you going to end up? Look at goal differential. Generally, your playoff teams have positive goal differentials. They're, your non-playoff teams don't. So, it, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, finding the mean, right? And, and at some point, it's going to shake out. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get into this. But we're going to, I think where we're going to start, though, is off the ice off the ice and uh, earlier this week we had a catastrophe for some the announcement of the whalers night attire that our beloved squad is going to be wearing it's going to be outstanding the whaler white uniform for the first time and it looks glorious now in the uh warm-up They'll be wearing the Cooperalls. I love Cooperalls, man. I wish they oh. were band, the league band them, for those who don't know. I would love to see them play an outdoor game against Boston, you know, in Cooperalls, in, like, the blue Whaler sweaters. Like, oh, I would, man. I would, that would be my vacation for the year. 
Now, see, now they didn't have the the Cooperall's experiment, which, as I recall, there were only I know of two teams for sure. I cannot remember the other one. It was the Whalers and the Philadelphia Flyers that wore. I don't know if anyone else. I don't know that anybody else did. Those are the two that I think of that that did Coops. 100%. Hundred percent, and um, it was a one and done. They, I mean, they wouldn't be able to do it in blue because they didn't have the blue jerseys when they did it. This was eighty yeah, two. Really want a blue Whalers jersey? I, I, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> with just, you too. That was, that was more for me than it was for historical accuracy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I so I love it, and. Um, then of course now that uh you know so they they can have the cooperalls for the warm up and and they'll be looking great and they posted all of those pictures and then something happened it was a an explosion of anger from Connecticut and i I'm trying to find the polite way to figure this out because back in the day I was, and it's how I got the, my Twitter nickname, it, it, judge Wapner. I was the go between. I was the one that was trying to keep everyone from killing each other and remembering that the players are all the same. And this is not something that you get angry at the other fans for right this is it's a business move made by certain people that couldn't go through and 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 this week i wanted to just really get angry and 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 say come on whaler fans understand this is the history and it may hurt Certainly, it does hurt for some to see the Whalers being still worn again because it remember it makes you think of the days when you lost the team. The problem is wearing the Whalers jerseys now is a way to honor history. You honor the history of your club. Now, the Hurricanes don't don't go far enough in my estimation. And a few other great fans and members that have been in the storm cellar as well have stated the same thing. If we want to honor the full history of the Whalers, then you know what? Retire those jersey numbers from Hartford as well. Absolutely. Which makes total, complete sense. I would love to see them actually play the Whaler game in Hartford. That would be a great one, although... Me seeing that in my head as a means to honor their history may not be received that way in Hartford. In fact, I think the strange thing being honoring their history by playing a game in Hartford would get them booed by their own, like, that's the danger (laughs) that 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 would have. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Hurricane fans me. are loving it. Hurricane fans are jacked up every single game, every single game 
in Raleigh, you see the Whalers jerseys there. They bought in. They're honoring their history. They get it. So why the hate? Yeah, it's like part of me feels surprised every time this comes up. Mostly because I shouldn't be surprised, but it's it's been 26 years since the team relocated. And I understand that that wound might cut very deep for some people. But for example, in the videos and stuff making the rounds, you know, this past week, you know, those guys look like they, you know, they probably were like 10 when the Whalers moved. You know, it's not I like don't they even were, think they were that old. It's not like they were like 80 year old dudes who had seen the Whalers, you know, come into Hartford and been there the whole time. Like these are younger. They're certainly younger than us. Yes. As far as I could tell by probably at least a decade or two. But I've always come down to this point. And for those of you who might remember, in 97, to talk sports on the internet, you mostly had the ESPN message board. That was the de facto play. Yep. And it was awful. It was just Whalers fans and other, you know, hockey fans just bashing, you know, fans of this team who just got relocated. Yeah. And I've always said, you know, and even people in the comments this week on like social media were like, well, if it was, you know, if the Hurricanes got relocated, you'd be upset. Like, I would be upset. Of course. At at the owner. Yes. You know, I, I, (laughs) what I said online was like, were there any signs like in Raleigh, like, hey, bring the whale here, you know, you know, from the fans, like, you know, bring us the whale, move them out of heart. No, because it just kind of happened all of a sudden. Yeah. And you can you can be mad at the Hurricanes fans, but it's silly. They, it is. Th- there were no Hurricanes fans to speak of. Like, we were Ice Caps fans if we were hockey fans at all. You know, we right. might have been Generals fans. We might have been um, Thunderbirds fans. But that was it. So if you want to be mad at Carmanos to this day, I still don't like the guy. And he he gave us a hockey team, and I still think he's a bull. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't I think I think the anger's misdirected. Um it's been a year since we've mentioned a whale's tale. Um that podcast is going to come out this year, I promise. A lot of things have been going on. We're we're going to deep dive. And part of that's going to be inviting Whalers fans and Whalers Booster Club and those folks to come on and say, give us your take. You know. Yep. It, but, you know, let's let's at least get to the heart of some of what happened because Peter Carmanos wanted to move the team. I know he made the promises if you get so many season ticket sales and do this and do that. A, I don't think he thought they were going to do it. And B, in the mall, like the corporate sponsorship, like there wasn't enough. It just wasn't going to happen. Like gate sales can only take you so far, right? Yeah. But that's not Hurricanes fans' fault. And the nope. the problem that I see, part of the problem that I see is you now have Hurricanes fans who hate Whalers Night because for the same reason, right? They're like, it's a cash grab, it's this, it's that, you know, forget Hartford. It's like, but that's part of your history, it's part of your identity. But there's a small subset of, you know, those those very vocal and I don't even know if they're real Whalers fans or if they just are, you know, people, you know, shouting at the moon. But you do have a subset of Hurricanes fans now that are like, forget the Whalers. Like, I don't want it. Like, they're the Hurricanes. You know, that it, that's it. And I, I kind of understand their viewpoint given the backlash, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I've always said, you know, Kevin Deneen's 11 should be up in the rafters. And I yep. think it will be, but it's going to have Jordan Stahl's name on it. You know? Yeah. I mean, and to me, that's, you know, that's sad. I mean, 
for the Hurricanes fans who don't like the Whalers and want nothing to do with the Whalers, I think I think it's disingenuous unless you're going to, you know, say that we should not have retired Ron Francis's jersey. Francis played ten years for the Whale. He only played six in Carolina. Yeah. And as a GM, he did some he he drafted well and some of those things are paying dividends, but he wasn't a great GM in my opinion. I mean, we had a lot of mediocrity with him as as, you know, running hockey ops here. Yeah. But he was you know, the second time, you know, second leading assist person all time in HL, most of those came when he was with the whale or the penguins. But we honor that legacy. We say, you know, before RBA. I think Ron Francis was the sole choice of like Mr. Franchise, like right, Mr. Hurricane. Well, if you're not gonna, you know, support and acknowledge the whaler history, then you can't do that. You know, Glenn Wesley's the same way. Like, you know, that's one of the other retired, you know, jerseys. Now he only played three years, I think, in Hartford. Right. Right. He 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 got there ninety four, ninety five, um, and he came with them, you know, when they moved. Yeah. But that's another one. Like, and, and now that's a different thing. I, I've said before, I love Glenn Wesley. I don't know that he was retire his jersey. I don't know that he hit that personally. But I, I loved him as a player. I thought he was a fantastic guy. But so we can't just separate, right? We can't pick and choose what parts of it we're going to honor, what parts we're not. You know, we can't say Ron Francis is part of the Hurricanes franchise with his just phenomenal career. And then say, you know, I don't care about anything about Hartford. Like, I don't want Whaler's Night. I mean, th- th- you know, th- there needs to be a little give and take, I think, on the issue. And is it a cash grab? Yeah, in part it is a cash grab. But the fans love it. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, wait. my size in those jerseys is already sold out, like, within, like, two days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it, it is, is it a cash grab? Yeah, it's a little bit of a cash grab. It's also been 26 years. So why are we still complaining about it? Uh, it's it, no matter how many years and how long this goes for, for Carolina and Raleigh and the Hurricanes, we're still going to have our past. Our past involves the Whalers. And it is, I mean, look, it, it is probably one of the greatest uh, cash you know, grabs and money-making opportunities ever because frankly the whale's tail and the whaler's logo is the best sports logo of all time any sport all time for sure any sport all time hartford whalers number one look at the look at the hurricanes jersey uh with the flags they do the same they use the same uh negative space uh concept that the whalers did it's it's paying tribute paying homage to the great history in hockey and it's passionate and it's meaningful and you hit the nail on the head uh, yeah and some accept of it, it accept people, your history yeah i think like i said some of it i think people are just yelling at the moon for no reason well like an abe sense and because and the two things that stick out, one is in the video that went out. The guy was like, "This is theft. You can't do that." And the Hurricanes own the rights to all that Whaler stuff. Yep, they can. They they own it. Like they can yes. do whatever they want. That's one. And two is one of the comments I saw from somebody who was very upset. Is 
well, what are they going to do next? Play, you know, brass bonanza when they score? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and they've been doing it for two decades, you know, or for a decade anyway. Not Yeah. Because you know, Carmanos didn't care. But th- yeah, that's part of it. Like, yes, like that's the best goal song in history. I'm no, it is P. Pablo. I know Pedro Pablo is probably a, a huge, you know, fan of the Storm Cellar, but I would take Brass Bonanza again, especially with like a live band, like, you know, a live, like, oh, you know, five piece or something. Amazing, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, to to me, Whalers Night should no longer be a controversy. Like, everybody has their opinions, it's all played out. Nobody's switching sides at this point. Everybody kind of feels the way they feel. You know, maybe, maybe a new, you know, Whalers podcast called The Whale Tale. Uh, maybe that will change some minds. We can hope for for the better, right? But I don't know, It, it just felt like another, you know, let's say something that's you know kind of shocking that we know is going to go viral and then block everybody from North Carolina, apparently. Well, uh, yeah, that, but now, and now look, uh, and I think the both of us, me more so probably put them on blast, which is unlike the judge Wapner name that I acquired, which was an adjudicator between two rather than picking a side, but uh, it just, it's, it's enough. This is, this is our history, and I, for one, am thoroughly happy that they're accepting it and tipping a cap to it once a year, and the fact that they're doing it with the white jersey. Did yeah, you the, say that? They're already sold out? The Adidas ones are already sold them, out? But in, my, in, the, in the two sizes I could wear, they sold out already. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, I mean, the gray ones have been fine, but a predominantly gray jersey to me, no matter whose it is, is kind of blah. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of look at The logo Vegas. pops in the white. But that's the thing. Or, or just, just saying PR team, Mike Foreman and, and Dan. Uh, blue? Just saying, blue, yeah. the blue ones are are the dopest ones there. Just throwing it out there for you. For next it's year. just outstanding. Look into it, guys. Look into it. So we'll, we'll put that to rest for now, and I'm sure it'll be picked up again the next Whalers night because yeah, we'll there'll be more people. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, but let's talk about um, the controversy of the team, and we kind of touched at it at the start. Who's buying in and who's not? And what what is going on? We, all this season long, all season long, um, Rod had been mentioning and post-game interviews, even on wins, where, yeah, not everyone is is jumping on board and not, you know, we're not all pulling the rope in the same direction. And, you know, we, you know so even the games we won, some of them were ugly. And Rod was making a point of saying, we're not all on the system. And it's, it's, uh, we're near the end. Well, we're mid November now. We've got 16 games, sorry, 17 now, but we were 16 games in. And Hurricanes hockey, quote unquote, Hurricanes hockey was played maybe three or four of those 16 games, maybe where we had the whole, everyone on board doing everything, playing the right way. And it was getting frustrating and we cannot like, again, the bar is set high 
Rod kept saying it. We had Martinuk, uh, you know, he threw his two cents in there a couple of times, kind of saying this is the situation. But after, you know, after the game earlier this week, uh, the captain spoke. And sure, he does interviews. But this one was different. There was real frustration. You could hear it in his voice. And the fact that he was the one that kind of led the charge. I mean, his comments were like Rod said, I I didn't hear what he said, but yeah, he knows he's, he's telling the story. And what I was wanting to ask you was, does everyone jump on board now since Jordan Stahl spoke? I would hope so. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of, you know, he's got a lot of sway in that locker room. Yeah. Right. And his line isn't scoring, but they're doing all the other things. And, and you know, not that it's put up or shut up, but, the biggest thing to me is we've never heard this before. Like since since no. the first day Rod walked in as coach, he commands enough respect that people were like, okay, like this is the way coach says we're going to do it. This is what we're going to do, right? So for multiple times from different people now for it to come out like guys haven't bought in, et cetera, that's incredibly concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Although the more I've thought about it, I wonder if, and, and, you know, Rod kind of backed up, you know, his statement a little bit. He kind of backtracked a little bit. I think it was yesterday, the day before. And when he says bought in, I wonder if that's less about the newer guys, right, Bunting and Lemieux and, and whatnot, about them not playing Hurricanes hockey than it is guys who should know better. And I, I'm going to pick on Marty and Nate just a little bit for a second. That's where I was going to. to do too much. Yeah. Right? Like, so, so initially when he said that, I'm like, oh boy, like, if, you know, if there's a problem in the locker room, that's an issue. Um, and, and despite what I know people on social media are going to say, I, I didn't think he was Tony D'Angelo because mm-hmm. he's here and he kept his nose clean because he knows this is his last shot. Because if he doesn't, you know, do well here and keep his nose clean, he's out of hockey, quite frankly. Yeah. Out, out of NHL hockey, anyway. So yeah. I, I never thought he wasn't the guy to buy in. I just think he's just a terrible hockey player. Like, there's two different yeah. things. Yeah, um, two different things, absolutely. So, yeah, so initially I was like, okay, it, maybe it's Lemieux, but Lemieux's not seeing a lot of ice time, which is kind of what we hoped for. He's there really for spring. On the right? extra gritty nights, Bunting, you bet. You know, Bunting has not been great, but he's got nine points, so he's averaging, you know, .59 points a game, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, but the more I thought about it, I said, I don't know that's it. I, I think it's some of it is guys like, sorry to pick on you, Marty Natchez, just trying to do too much, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, what I really think it comes down to, Ray, and we're almost, a, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. Like, this should yeah. not be an issue, is trust. Yeah. And, and that's going to feed into our, our kind of last topic for today in terms of defense appearance. Because if you can't, in Rod's system, you have to trust that your teammate is going to be where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like the guys are doing that. And so guys are in the wrong position. And that's what I, I so whenever he said bought in, I, I've taken a step back from 
I don't think it's like the general philosophy of this is the way we're going to play that they're not buying into. It's not understanding like when when we draw this up in a certain way or we talk about this is the way we're going to do it, like that's the way you have to do it. You know? Yeah. Um, Rod's system does not encourage creativity. Not a lot. Aho's detriment, for example. Aho is a 40-goal scorer on almost any other team, right? Yeah. But in his system, when things are played appropriately, you just smother the opposition, and then you put up your three or four goals, and you win games. Grind them to death. Yeah, I I think that's where we're at. I I think it's not about guys not understanding or being willing to play the way that they're supposed to. I now see it as guys are either trying to do too much or they're overthinking and they just need to do what they're told. They need to put trust in their teammates because that's what I think I'm really seeing the most of is, is guys not being in the right position. They're pinching at the wrong times and the forwards aren't back and, and those types of issues. And, you know, it, it 20 games in the season, you can say, Hey, it's early. There's still three quarters of the season to go. Yeah. But, Things should be getting better. And, you know, for every game like last night where we go, oh, it's getting better, you know, they drop a stinker to the the Flyers and you're like, oh, like that was ugly. So, yeah. Yeah. I, what do you think, man? Because I'm that's that's where I'm at now. Like I said, I, you know, but do you agree? Or do- yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you wholeheartedly. One thing that I think it is important to point out. And if you've been in the rink watching the Hurricanes play, uh, you get a better aspect of it than those of us, uh, you know, who are just watching it on TV. But for people like you and I, uh, we know what we're looking for. We've seen it a lot. The style that the Hurricanes play man to man uh, let's go. Let's in. I love infusing basketball into our discussions. They play man to man, and it is infinitely more difficult, more responsibility. It's just much, much harder way to play. But Rod has figured out if everyone can do this on a consistent basis, there is massive success. It's difficult. It's hard. Uh, it's it, it's exhausting. Like, look at the movement when they're playing their defense man to man in their end. It is. Uh, uh, my legs get tired just watching it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Absolutely. you can see it. They're playing uh, when when uh, the when you watch the other team play their defense and it's zone. It's if the puck gets into this area, this is my responsibility. But once it goes away, I go back to my spot and just keep an eye out, right? It's it's a whole different. So so for the new players coming in who look at it, yes, I can understand. There might be uh, difficulty mentally to tune yourself to that spot and say, this is the way it's going to go, and this is the way how it's going to work. It's it's a hard thing to pick up. Playing man-to-man on ice, I never thought, frankly, that you'd see that sort of thing very often. It's happened for a long time, but you don't really notice it. And you can't play it for a huge 
long time. It's kind of like in basketball where you can switch back and forth playing between man to man and zone, right? Well, they don't switch. Yeah. No. And they play it for 200 feet of the ice. You know what I mean? 82 so it's a year plus, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult and it's hard. So I I can kind of understand it, but in the same respect, look, it's a winning formula. It's a winning formula and you you have to you have to be in. You have to be in because what what any basketball fan will tell you is when one of your players is not playing man to man, you're going to give up points. If you're not doing your job and you're not staying with the plan, you are going to give up points and it is not going to go well. Truth. That's that's where it starts and ends. So I think the importance of Jordan speaking up the way he did, it might have maybe a little more impact because again, I don't he's not the loud rah-rah guy that you know, he's kind of I mean, he's not nearly as quiet as guys like Aho or Teravinen. But he's a leader, and when the leader speaks amongst the players, mm-hmm. there's weight there. So let's hope that they're on board. Now, is it going to matter if they continue to struggle this way until three quarters of the way through the season? If they're still in the playoff hunt, and if they're still in a playoff ranking, it's not going to matter. And and let's and let's tell everyone, and it's something that I've accepted. You know the uh, the Metropolitan Championship regular season is wonderful. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'd love to have four in a row, but yeah, it would three be three cool. in a row is hard enough. I mean, for those who who haven't followed, yeah. But it's like, get into the playoffs, get it, just be in the playoffs healthy. <laughs> and healthy. Yes. Thank you. Be in the playoffs healthy and we'll be okay. But it's just, uh, uh I, there's a lot of pearl clutching right now, yeah. I think. And, and yeah. which is, which is fair because of where the bar is, but I, I think we're going to be okay. But I think it was really meaningful that Jordo was vocal, vocal yeah. enough that went straight to the public. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And without, without outing anyone in, in particular. Yes. And we don't want that. You right. don't, you don't want that at all. That's um, things get ugly. Let's let's change to another hot topic. Um, and you perhaps with the greatest Twitter X post ever about what you would rather do than watch seventy seven seventy seven together as a pairing and. Uh, I couldn't have echoed it more. I'll I'll let you put it out there now. It funny as heck <laughs> and accurate because I think that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. Let them have it. It's something Seven... we used to say on the farm sometime. Yeah, I would rather poop in my hand and clap than 
do X thing. And what I said was then see 77 and seven on the ice together. And lo and behold, for the Penguins' first goal, you have Orlov watch the putt go by him. Then you have T.A. covering Sidney Crosby for some unknown. I mean, my fantasy team appreciates it because I have Sidney. But, <laughs> but literally just is like, oh, I, I'm just going to watch the putt go by me to Sidney flipping Crosby. Behind him. Behind me. At the back That's door. definitely 100% not going in every single time. Um, yeah, I, I was right. You know, I, I had to go wash my hands last night. So it, this, to me, is different than Tony D'Angelo was bad at hockey. This is Orloff and D'Angelo together are awful. Just brutal. The, they're a combined negative 21, dude, and we haven't even played 20 games. Yeah, they're brutal. And this is not about taking either of them and getting rid of either of them off the team. It's that Orlov, when he's paired with Chatfield, plays pretty decently. Yeah. And when he's paired with D'Angelo, he's just awful. And, and, and the, the real yeah. thing, just real quick, the real yeah. thing for me is Rod said he, he didn't want to split the top four, right? I like our top four guys. So what does he have to do after that goal? He has to split his top four guys because D'Angelo and Orloff together, it doesn't work. It's it's this year's first line Martinuk. And, and just to remind everybody, Martinuk against New Jersey was phenomenal. Tied a franchise record. But we Gretzky. had to go through 82 games to get three good ones. Yeah. that that's, It's not worth it. Just, just don't. It's, you know, D'Angelo has one goal and six assists for seven points this season. Four of those are on the power play. So he has contributed assists on about 28% of our power plays. Mm -hmm. The problem is, and everybody's like, well, who's going to quarterback, you know, the power play? Walt Ruff asked this, and apologies to Walt. I wasn't trying to infer yesterday that Walt doesn't, you know, thinks that he doesn't make mistakes or anything. So apologies to him. That wasn't my, my point. My point was just, some people think that because Walt works with the team that he must know hockey better than other folks. And between you and I, we've talked, we have like 70 years watching hockey. Yep. Right. <laughs> and the problem with the power play isn't the quarterback. No. Shea can quarterback it. Burns can quarterback it. Pesci can quarterback it. He's not great at it, but he could still do it because the problem is down low and on the half wall. Yeah. And D'Angelo doesn't change the problem down low or on the half wall. It just doesn't. It's just, you know, if you want to keep him in there as an eleven-seven specialist, fine. I, I'm over it. Like uh, I will concede that, but don't ever throw him out there with Orlov again. I, I literally don't want to see it even once. Here's the crazy thing, and uh, there's a there's a couple of aspects in this. Rod wants to make that work because he doesn't want to mess with the you know the two first two pairings he does not want to mess it with so and and so he puts them out again last night and it wasn't just the the goal that they allowed it was the prime opportunities given up when they were on the ice together the 
hot knife through butter way that the penguins were able to get to high danger opportunities going through both a uh, slow and weaker TA and an out of position Orloff. It was, it was insane. They got so many chances and thank goodness for father Finn who played an outstanding game last night, because that could have been, that game could have been done in the first. As great as the game was last night, and as well as they played, it could have been over in the first. Yeah. With how many times they, they got to the net and made those opportunities. It was crazy. I don't, I like, and look, D'Angelo, uh, I, now, I've said this a couple of times. Number one, Orloff, take a seat. Go up go up in the press box. Watch the game from up there. I don't care how much money you're making. Orloff is not playing great at all. As an individual, yeah, how many points does he have? Maybe two. Does he have two points even? He has a sneaky six. A sneaky six. I mean, negative 11, but yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Set them both individually up into the press box. TA can go to the press box one night and Orloff the next and get a look at what's going on. Pay attention, do some homework, take some notes. Because Chatfield up there is, can carry the load. In both of their cases as a partner, Chatfield would make Orlov better as a pair. He would make TA better as, well, maybe not, he won't make him the player better, but it's a better security blanket. Chatfield Orlov statistically is far and away better. Yeah, 100%. It's not even close. Orlov is like a different player. They're a different team when they split them up last night. They were. That's and that's the that was the cause. Having them split up and 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 I think what we might see, um, Rod knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants. So I could see seven seventy seven going out there a, a few more nights in an effort to make it work. To kind of I don't know if it's force it to work or try to get it, get them to sync up and actually play well together. And then if it's not, if he sees that they're still struggling, he can switch it like he did yesterday. And then you're fixed. But the problem is you're giving up 20 minutes a night on an experiment that way. When we already know the answer, we already know the answer. What, in my look, if if he really wants that to be the third pair, don't do that now. Give Orlov, give Orlov Chatfield, give Orlov, you know, Pesci, not Shea, but Pesci. Yeah, give him somebody defensively sound. Mm-hmm. Let him get comfortable. Let him yep. figure out this is where I need to not be behind the goal when my defensive partner is also behind the goal. Let let yeah. him figure out those things. Until he's comfortable with the way he's supposed to play. Yeah. And then you can put them back together and try the experiment because then he's going to know what he should be doing instead of trying to figure out 
what he's doing when he and his partner are both pinching. You know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 being done back. And I, I knew I wouldn't gonna said I wasn't gonna bag on TA, but I will say this. Um, I think I think I sent you a message and I joked that TA almost got an assist at the end of the first. Now yeah. that was on Rust's shorthanded attempt since TA passed it right to him. But I mean, which egg, hey, I mean, that would have been good for me because once again, Brian Russ on my fantasy team. But yeah, <laughs> I, I would rather win games, you know. And and like I said, I, I I'm not I'm not trying to bag on either of them individually. Like I'm beyond that. I'm just tired of that. However, the two of them together is like the Adam Sandler movie where uh, it was a Big Daddy, where the oh, geez. delivery guy is like, oh, it's like a peanut butter and tuna fish. Like yes, that's Orlov and Ca to me right now. It's peanut butter and tuna fish. They it, it just. Might it work once in a bazillion, you know, games? Maybe, but it's not working now. It consistently has not worked. And then last night, the proof was there. You have to break up Shea and Pesci to make you it. Don't have a, a third pairing that you can trust. So now, right. you're, now you're messing up the top four, which is what RBA said he didn't want to do. So. I love Rod, right? You know, the people who are like, fire Rod, or Rod's got to go, or... I, I heard that last night. What not. the heck? I know, yeah, I know Kat said she heard it from her seats. That's ridiculous. But to say that Rod doesn't have blinders on sometimes, and that he he seems to not see some things that are pretty obvious to everybody else, I think is a fair statement. Well, he may be he may be the eternal optimist too the one who sees in his mind he sees the certain talents and skills there's no reason why it shouldn't work you know what i mean when you look at it i suppose there's no reason why it shouldn't work orlov is not nearly or has not has not been as sorry in the past he has not been as bad as what he has been now and so you see the skill, you see the talent, and he just may believe, look, it'll happen. When it drops in, we're going to be cooking, right? And so that's what he wants to go for. But I, look, I, you said you didn't want to bag on him. I'm going to. T.A., is a terrible defender and i grow tired of the people who will look at me making that statement and say oh you must be a liberal you must not like what you know he says off the ice no i could give a rat's hiney what he thinks off the ice about other things what I care about is what I see on the ice. And if you open your eyes and watch him play, he is a defensive liability. End of story. And for those of you who said, well, where would the power play be? You know what? Let's, let's figure this out, okay? Brad, you're good with math. So... The average power play opportunities per game, is it fair to say we get three, maybe 
maybe Plus, yeah. four. Nah, there's probably closer to three. Closer to three. So that's six minutes of hockey where you have the power play. Okay. The man advantage. Now, what is the average? The, sorry, let's not even go average. Let's go to the very top. The very best power play unit scores how many percentage? Like what at what percentage? 25? Uh, the New Jersey Devils, sir, are at 39%. To be 39%. Honest, is, okay. Is, it normally is more like, it used to be like 25. Now I think it's creeping up into, you have four teams above 30 right now. Okay. So let's, let's say, let's say 30 just for argument's sake. So 30% of six minutes on average is two minutes. What these people are saying as having Tony D'Angelo as a power play specialist means he is great for two minutes on average per game. If he is trotted out onto the ice for 10, 10, 12 minutes a night, he is a liability for 75% of the time he's on the ice. Oh, it's worse than that, sir. Because it's worse than that. Units. Yeah. Generally, the power play one unit gets a little over a minute of ice time per power play, and power play two gets like 40 to 50 seconds. So there you go. You're, you want him on you want him on the team and in the lineup every night for a minute and a half of benefit uh, and taking a chance on the you know what I'm saying yeah I, I I wasn't gonna go into this although I thought about it but what's funny to me is the comments that I see from folks who love Tony D'Angelo are you don't like him because of his politics and and that's not wholly true for me because I People's personality, like who they, people's character is important to me in my hockey players. It is. Yeah. Um, I don't bag Jordan Stahl. And we know how the whole Stahl family now feels about, about, yeah. I don't bag Jalen Chatfield. Nope. Back to my reverse retro is a Jalen Chatfield jersey. I, I don't like his politics. Yeah. Kid, kid's tough. Kid's a good hockey player. He's yeah. Great, but he's dependable and solid. He's got wheels. I, I bag on TA because he's not good at playing hockey. Yeah. He, like you said, he will get you the occasional point. And in his first season here, he, he got you a lot of points. There were, there were a lot of secondary assists there. That's great. He did. Yes. Brady Shea has come on and, and can fulfill that role. And that's, that's where I kind of owe Walt Ruff an apology was, you know, I wasn't trying to insinuate Walt isn't fallible. But, you know, Walt's like, well, who's going to run the power play? It's like, well, Brady Shea can run the power play because the issue is not the power play quarterback. The issue is down low. So yeah. Brady Shea can do it because he's not bad at it. And, yeah. And people who say it's Orlov, or- Orlov is not really an offensive defenseman. I, I don't, I feel like people think he is, um, maybe who haven't seen enough of him. And, and it's not that he's not capable because all defensemen are capable, but yeah. he's not a D'Angelo. Like he really is more of a transitional defenseman yeah a puck moving defenseman but he's not the guy who necessarily is going to be a great power play quarterback what he should be when he's paired with somebody appropriately is 
the guy who's going to make that zone exit pass, you know, to a shrieking Aho who will then score a goal. Like that's that's what that's what Dimitri is. Yeah. You know. So I don't think Orlov is the solution for power play too. I I think Shea is a is a much better option personally. Yeah. But or- Orlov needs some time to. It, it's a tough system. We saw Burn struggle. And, and, and there, I, I thank like you for think, bringing that up. I would like to think Orlov will get it, but what if he doesn't? At eight million bucks a year. Yeah. I mean. That's a lot of coin. Alexander Semen came in. They gave him a huge contract. We all know how that worked out since we finally have gotten the. Are we you know, are we out from under that? We we are. Oh, thank goodness. Last year. Okay. But, man, oh man. But yeah, so yeah, you know, going back to what you were saying, when people say, you know, why are you bag on him? It's his politics. Uh, my <sighs> question is, tell me what he does really well. Tell me what he does, what he brings to the team that nobody else can do. And nobody ever answers that. What I hear is, oh, like he's good on the power play. Well, he 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 can be good on the power play, but so could other people. Like our power play wasn't amazing when he was here; it was still kind of crappy. You know, it's it's he's not he's not a McDavid where he can no. not play defense and he puts up so many points that you go, hey, it's just totally worth it. Yeah, he's just not. So, what is he going to bring to the table? And, and and just to be fair about it, like. You know, so goes Tony D'Angelo is not why the team is is not playing well in general. But no, him and Orlov together is part of the reason the team is playing terrible. And that's what I've been, you know, really upset about the last couple of weeks is it's not one person. It's the two of them together. Just aren't working. Do something else. Put in. Yeah, we, we've been known as a defensive stalwart for several years now. Yep. Our our penalty kill almost broke 90% last year. It was like 89 and change or 88 and change in the city, which would have been a record. It just and glorious this year, watching. Goals against? Tons of goals against. Too many. Way too and many. You know what? You know what? It was funny. And I'll I'll touch on this just once more. And I apologize. The people that are blanket saying that people that do not like D'Angelo, the only reason why they bag on him is because of his politics, are the same people that will find anything to blame for goals allowed while he's on the ice than him. For instance, as Kat pointed out last night, the goal that Crosby scored, the first one, they blamed Ranta. (laughs) They blamed Ronta. I actually chuckled when I saw that. I was like, "Are are they, these people aren't watching the game? And they they're just not watching the game. They're not watching him. They're giving him carte blanche. They're and they're just will not criticize him. But you see over and over again. I could have, and I wish I would have. And I thought about this after the game. I wish I would have recorded and posted. Every single opportunity where he made a terrible judgment decision that led to grade A goals. There were at least four. There were at least four. You know Minimum. All I mean, game. We, we bag on him on social media when it's appropriate, I think. In, on the, yeah. Because it's my podcast. And, or, that's rude. It's our podcast. Nah, no. Um, you and I have both several times this season, like, 
like texting each other and be like, wow, that was a great play by Tony D'Angelo. Like, like yes. that was the best defensive play I've ever seen him make in a Canes uniform. Yep. And and, and I went on social media and said, like, wow, like like Tony Angelo like played good defense tonight. Like, wow, that's that's awesome. Like this is a Flyers game. Let let me jump out here and say TA made a couple of beautiful passes. That one pass from behind the net, straight up center ice, right to the tape of Bunting that set him in on that breakaway. I mean, you know, Bunting didn't score. He rocked it off the iron. That was uh, Those are great passes and should be commended. Yeah. He made a great pass. He made a great sliding stop. Just to, to speak specifically about a defensive play, he made a great you know slide that, that prevented what would have been a cross-ice pass and probably a goal. Yeah, he, 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 he has done that. And, and that's, you know what, that's what you want out of your defensemen, right? You want them to make those kind of plays. I will take... Fantastic defensive plays from D'Angelo over and over again. If he never scores another point, if he never scores another point all season, if he can give me defense, fantastic. Fantastic. Maybe we're just old in that we expect our defensemen to be able to play defense, but I'm with you. It's, I mean, it's about. It's about team trust. You have to be able to trust that even though in Rod's system, the defensemen are pinching, right? They're contributing to the offense. Like that's expected of them. Mm -hmm. That might be one of the reasons Chatfield is not getting as much playing time because he doesn't put up the points necessarily. Like he puts up even fewer than expected, right? His his goal score is lower than it really should be. But when he or his partner make a mistake, Chatfield's got the wheels and gets back and covers. Oh my god! And, so and that's fast. as as important as putting points on the board. If you can't yeah. keep the puck out of your net and you're leaving Kachekov and Ranta hanging out to dry, oh, what are you going to do? Like the the way our team has played this year, I feel like the goalies could be stick of the game almost every game because they're yep. having to make ten bell saves repeatedly every single game. Ranta last night, we're, we're giving the game stick to Jarvis. Yes, but, but it it would to me it was Ranta until Jarvis was back checking and ended up throwing himself in the boards hard. Thank you and then for goes bringing down that. And almost scores a goal, and then scores a goal, and then gets the empty netter, which was <sighs> you know I mean the empty netter is you know it's an empty netter is but, what it is, right? But but to me it was Ranta like keeping them in the game the whole time until that and we don't want to give the game stick to Ranta Kachekov or, or Anderson every single game. Yeah, they're having to bail the boys out. Like that's not fair to you know, to, no. to everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Thank you for bringing up Jarvis. So we'll we'll get off seven seven seventy seven. Let's just say, I'm not sure what to expect in the in the coming games, which we'll just lay out here before we wrap things up. The coming games, um, but uh, Jarvis, Jarvi, that kid's got will. He's got grit and determination, and I love him to death. That back check where he was going so fast, he slammed into the board so hard, we all felt it watching at home. I think we all I freaked out. I was scared that he was hurt. But he puts himself out there every night, every night. He shows that will. He wants to prove who he is and his value, and it's glorious. 
Jarvie, you are the man. I love him. Absolutely man, love I'd him. I'd love to have him on the podcast sometime for 10 It'd oh, be amazing. Yeah. There'd be a lot of fanboy, <laughs> you know, problems for you and I, to be sure. But I'd love to get him on. Yeah. He, he just amazing. I mean, he could give us tips on Fortnite and stuff. Maybe we could start that too. Oh, well, yeah. I wonder if he plays he, League of Legends. Yeah, there you go. You never know. Um, let's let's look ahead to the games uh, coming up this week. What are we What are we staring at here? Uh, well, not too many, right? We got. I mean, this is a, a long. This is a long homestand, time wise, but not for many games. Yeah, I mean Edmonton on Wednesday, so it's the second three day break for. For the Hurricanes, which is kind of good, right? I mean, the Oilers are coming to town. Um, I mean, it's Dry Seidel and McDavid. Yeah. But we have a Jacob Slavin. So I'm not overly mm-hmm. concerned about the Oilers. The Oilers, for a team that was expected to maybe win the Stanley Cup and certainly to be probably the Western Conference final champ, um, they're terrible. Jay Woodcroft should never have been fired. No. It was not on him. Not his fault. That was the easy way out. The problem with this team uh, is goaltending. And if you're worried about the uh, the Hurricane fans, we've we've joked about how uh, the backup goaltender always burns us. Yeah, there's no fear of that. There's no fear of that with the Oilers. Okay, your worry is dealing with Drysidel and dealing with McDavid and not taking many penalties. The right. goaltending with Edmonton stinks. The D is has not been great. They've been they've been terrible and there's I mean people keep saying it I don't know like McDavid was hurt leading into the outdoor game that they played against Calgary a couple weeks back which were the ugliest pants I've ever seen in hockey just oh, out there. oh yeah, my god those yeah, were like that baby was... poop brown those were just yikes Oof. but the issue is is people still say that he may still be hurt. He may be still lingering, and that's why he's nowhere near scoring at the pace that you always expect him to. It's crazy that putting all your eggs into like one or two player basket is maybe not the best way to win a Stanley Cup. Crazy. Who who, who, <laughs> who, who knew? I mean, you know what's, funny, Ray? what's that? The San Jose Sharks. What did they start the year? Zero and seven. Oh, and nine or something. It was it yeah, was bad, right? It, it, was, was, it was really bad. It was among the worst starts in history. Yep. The Oilers are only up over the Sharks by four points. Uh, They're five I, and ten, and the Sharks are three and thirteen. Yeah. I it, mean, it, with, and if, it, if you tell if you would have told me that Drysidle and McDavid are fronting a team, and they're going to be. 29th out of 32 teams after the first quarter of the season, I'd have been like, you're nuts. It's great for fantasy hockey because I don't have McDavid this year. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's letting the rest of us, you know, keep up a little bit. But my <laughs> goodness. I mean, well, they're, they're it, just brutal. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Um, the uh, <laughs> The Oilers were the team that I thought the Sharks would get their first win off of and the flyers the night before or two nights before were the ones that were the ones that did it 
So the Flyers were the ones that gave the Sharks their first point. I had my money on the Oilers, and the Oilers didn't fail. They lost that game too. <laughs> so, yeah. look, the Oilers prime for the taking. That's got to be a win. Yeah. Also, uh, coming up, we also have the Lightning back again. They're gonna they're gonna play us a lot tougher than that four zero. Oh yeah, that that's going to be a good game. I mean, it's always a good game. I think it is. I mean, you're right. It's always a good game. And then uh, on Sunday, before we get back, uh, Columbus comes to town, and they are lost. So look, I let's say it now. I, I we better get we better get four points out of the next six. Absolutely, because you're playing two of the four worst teams in hockey and you're playing the lightning. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to bag the lightning because, you know, those guys always play pretty well. They're, they're right there with you. They got 20 points. You got 20 points. You know, that's a pretty even matchup, but Edmonton surprisingly, and then Columbus, not surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, you should, Goud- win where is Goudreau? Where like, honestly, oh, Johnny I, Goudreau, I mean, his season this year, is making the Flames feel better about letting them go. You know what I mean? Like th- this season, he's disappeared. I don't. I don't know what's going on with him. So uh, we'll and we'll be able to talk before that Blue Jackets game. Uh, but in the same, like, look, this is where we're at. We're we're okay. Um, we, I know this sounded like probably a, a bit on the negative side. It's not negative. It's just pointing to facts. We don't. And I have the flu. So I don't, I yeah. told people last night, like, just don't expect me to be super beat today. Don't yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. It, it's, uh, we just don't gloss things over in the, I mean, when we see it, we'll say it and, and our eyes aren't deceiving us, you know? The problems that we've had, we've been able to point out. Now we just need our beloved Hurricanes to fix it. And yeah, they, they will. They just, They'll keep they just on need it. to get on a roll. I mean, that's really what needs to happen. They need to, you know, instead of a two-game or a three-game winning streak, we need to see a a little bit longer winning streak, right? You know, let's, well, let's get a four-gamer. Let's get five games in a row here. That would be that would be fantastic. I would just be happy to see the consistent hard work effort without the boneheaded mistakes. And that's what we've become used to. We're let's face it, Hurricane fans, these past five and a half years, we've had it real good. Real good. Pampered, if you will, by the effort that has always been out there and what Rod has brought to this team. When it disappears, it's like, don't give that away. Keep it up. Hey, where are you going? Like, where, where's our team? I want to see Kane's hockey every night, not absolutely three out of 16 games. Amen. I want it every night, every night, Brad, I want you to feel better, man. Feel better. Get well. We hope that everyone uh, who is listening to the Storm Cellar is is happy, healthy, and safe. Brad, if people want to join us, they want to talk with us, they want to be a part of the Storm Cellar, we're, I mean, we promise we won't give you the flu or any other 
debilitating sicknesses in the cellar. How do they find us? Where do they get us? Uh, social media is pretty much Storm Cellar 97. That's on Twitter. I refuse to call it the other name, facebook.com slash stormseller97, stormseller97 at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, if you listen to us, um, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcast or uh, I forget the other one now, Spotify, Spotify. or any of those things, um, if you have a few minutes, give us a rating if you don't mind. If you like listening to us, it would help out. You know, we we do this ad-free. We're not part of a a network or anything. We don't run ads. This is just a couple of guys who love the team talking with other folks who love the team. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we, you know, our, our range has gotten bigger. It continues to grow. And mm-hmm. uh, if you like listening to us uh, or if you don't like, let us know, like, tell us what's up. Right. Um, next week, we'll have Annie Goldman on a huge Kaniac, longtime supporter. It'd be fun to have her on. Uh, we were going to have uh, Andrew, um, on this week, uh, we are rescheduled him for January. Okay. Uh, in part because I just didn't think that I would be good with a guest today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So, you know, we, we, you know, reach out to us, right? We're, we're here to talk hockey with folks. We, we try for the most part to be upbeat, although we always say we are realists. And, uh, you know, I think for the most part, uh, you know, we, we'd love to hear more from fans, right? It's, you know, that's... our podcast is in part about the Kaniacs. Like, that's what makes this team different than every other team. Yeah. We, we, we have the diehards. They, they aren't necessarily the biggest quantity of diehards, but I think the quality of our fans is second to none. There's no question. There's no question. And it is what we do best. Having that extra seat or two in the, uh, in the storm cellar where we can find out how you became a Kaniac the origins and and just enjoy people's stories i mean hockey fans are passionate so passionate and they they get that drive that feel we had so many amazing uh guests join us and hearing their stories brightens i mean let's be honest it brightens my day like that's probably i mean it's like uh it's a little on the selfish side for me us doing it this way it's selfish because it makes me feel good i like hearing those stories Absolutely. so so hit us up i i'm at judge wapner 10 uh that's where you'll find me on twitter as well uh drop us a line follow us you know give us your rating and don't be afraid to call us out you and i are our big boys we can yeah, we can right. handle criticism yeah. i mean if you don't and it, and frankly if I'll throw this out there right now. Lovers of D'Angelo, if you don't like what we think, if you don't like, I want you to come join us. Let's talk it out. Let's talk, talk it out. It. Yeah, it's, if, yeah. Because, it, yeah, if, if yeah, you, I mean, if, the, if the politics say, don't he's matter. He's a good hockey player, and this is why. Just show it to me. I'm, I'm yeah. happy to be, uh, I've always said, you know, as somebody who is a, a realist and a, and a firm believer in science, the big thing with science is when you get new information that should change your point of view, then you change your point of view. A hundred percent. There we go. That's it. We've done so much, Brad. Uh, I've remembered it this time. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go get your rest, get your <laughs> fluids, feel well. There is one thing that we won't forget this time. And that's Go Canes. Go Canes.
Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a caniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us via email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.